You are listening to Metrics and Chill, a podcast about business metrics and the interesting ways that people improve them. I'm John Benini, and I'm your host. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of Metrics and Chill. Excited about our guest today to finally get you on. My guest is the Robbie Richards, Director of SEO at Vareo, and just overall SEO extraordinaire. Right, Robbie? Maybe that's how we should just introduce you. Um, he's, he's a director of SEO at Vareo, which for those of you who might not know, Vareo is an SEO agency that serves B2B SaaS companies. So Robbie, it's great to, to finally have you on. I've been admiring your SEO influence for many years now. Oh, thanks, John. I appreciate that. Uh, I don't know about, uh, the, the intro there being completely accurate, but I'll take it, take whatever I can get. (laughs) Uh, Robbie is coming on the show today to talk about, as I mentioned, Vareo serves B2B SaaS companies. One of the most important metrics for a B2B SaaS company is trial signups. So what Robbie is going to be sharing today is a specific instance where the agency improved trial signups for a client and what they did, how they measured it, what the results were. So let's just jump right in. So Robbie, I know it sounds kind of obvious, right? You Vareo works with B2B SaaS companies. Trial signups is one of the lifeblood metrics of B2B SaaS companies. But tell us about this specific client you're, ta- you're you know, you're referencing here in this episode. Why was this a priority for them? Yeah, so I think in a nutshell the biggest thing that uh in the early stages uh, in, of the engagement, uh, they were going through some funding rounds, and part of what the investors wanted to actually see was obviously growth in the number of customers, and uh, and and that came down to obviously signups, trials, and demos of their product. So they were really keen on trying to scale that up as quickly as possible. And at the time as well, uh, they're an international company, so they were uh, trying to break into uh, the U.S. market. So they'd done really well in a couple of European markets, and now they were trying to branch into uh, the U.S. market, which is way more competitive than their other ones. Um, and so that's why you know that was a specific area where we helped them just in that market because they needed to get more penetration, more signups, demos, specifically in the U.S. So that's why we started working with them originally. Right. So it sounds like two big things. One, took on funding. That's always a good way to kind of throw gasoline on everything and say, we need more. We need more of everything. We need more signups. We need more traffic. Uh, And the second thing, expansion into other geographies, right? So one of those things would would be right a a really good reason to to kind of uh, uh, prioritize your demand gen and specifically for trial signups. Both of those at the same time um, could see why they were outsourcing to an agency what types of things were they doing marketing wise demand gen wise before they came to Vareo? um did they yeah. have they have a big marketing team did they not really have a marketing function like what did that look like i would say they had a relatively yeah small marketing team pretty lean but they were actually quite efficient um but you know with a lot of the companies when they're trying to scale quickly they're investing quite a lot into ads to sort of get things going quickly especially yeah. in their newer markets and one of the things which i thought was really cool and one of one of the reasons we were excited to work with them is they really got the value of seo and they saw it as a long-term investment that would ultimately make their company 
you know, more valuable uh, down the road uh, in the long term view, uh, because, you know, it's a channel that can passively bring in those new customers once it's once it's cranking, so to speak. Uh, so it, it was exciting because you don't always get that. Sometimes you get people who are a little hesitant to invest, but they were sort of all in. Let's do everything we can. Uh, how can we how can we do this SEO strategy smart? Like We don't necessarily care as much about getting tons of traffic. Right. We want we want trial signups and we want uh you know, as quickly as possible. So it was, it was cool. Were you starting from scratch or did they have like a content discipline previously? Like what, it, what were you inheriting? Yeah. So no, we were not starting from scratch. They had a, a bit of a baseline in place. Uh, but one of the things that, and I think we see this a little bit too, when we work with a lot of different companies is, uh, they were doing, you know, I don't know, I can't remember the exact numbers, but not a lot of traffic, but a lot of the traffic they were getting was, um, it was a lot of blog-based content that wasn't really driving trial signups or demos. Real top uh, They had a couple stuff. product yeah. pages. And so they were getting some traffic, but you know, it wasn't really driving those meaningful metrics that they were asking for. So Right. So yeah. it wasn't uh, obviously a tr- just a traffic play when they were coming to Vareo. It was more so, how do we drive the right traffic? High intent, that's going to convert. What keywords do we, you know, what do we write about? That kind of thing, right? So it's a exactly. It's yeah. an, when I was talking to the CMO originally, they said that basically part of the thing, one of the big things we would be measured on was tr- hopefully seeing like, uh, you know, a growth in that curve for the trial signups and demos that was sure. somewhat similar to the angle of the curve on traffic as well. They really wanted it to be really good traffic. So. Such a common thing though, traffic and signups rarely grow at the same. At the same pace. When they do, you, you, you really feel like you're onto something and that you know what you're doing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but it's yeah. but it's also it's also rare and it's easy to fall into that trap. Well, we're driving more traffic. We increase traffic by twenty five percent. Yeah, but signups are flat. So yeah. we're you know, there's there's misalignment somewhere. Um, so it sounds like they were in the same boat as, as many companies uh, are uh, uh, when they start content, right? They start driving traffic, that could be a little um, that's, you know, driving a lot of traffic almost could be seductive, right? And you, you think it's working yeah. and then you get to that realization, okay, we know this is important. We know it'll help us scale and we know it's sustainable, but we need help figuring out what, what the hell we should actually target and what we should be writing about. So, um, tell us about like what, what you actually did X's and O's wise, what, what did the agency work on? What did you prioritize? Basically, how did you go about improving trial signups through SEO and content? Yep. So the biggest thing that we did, uh, and it, there's really no reinvention of the wheel here, but it is a process. We basically follow this for every client we work with. Um, the first thing that we do with our clients whenever we, is we have a pretty detailed um, onboarding or kickoff document, we call it. And from that, we have about an hour, two hour sometimes conversation with our new clients where we talk about fairly in depth their target audience and specifically the problems or, you know, a common term in the industry is like jobs to be done. What are they trying to do with your product? What are they trying to accomplish? And really trying to understand that because ultimately from that conversation, that informs a lot of the seed keywords we use for our initial stage of our keyword research process. Um, so that was the first step that we did. And, and from that, we came out with this just laundry list of seed topics that we could start with. 
So we kind of shelved that. And then the next thing that we did is we went straight to all of their big competitors in these new markets they were trying to target. And one thing that we do when we do the keyword research process, especially when we're working with SaaS clients, is we completely forget about the blog. Uh, we exclude that from the analysis in the initial stages. And then we literally just do subfolder analysis across product, solution, industry, and feature directories and try to identify where are all the gaps in their content strategy that are specifically product or feature uh, related, basically, that aligns with their product as well. And from those two steps, really, um, or sorry, and then we go back to the initial list we got from the kickoff, and then we just dump all of those keywords into whether it's SEMrush or Ahrefs or whatever keyword research tool you want. And then we find basically all of the keywords, long tail variations around that, and just create a master document. Um, and then from that, we end up having usually hundreds of keyword opportunities. We review those, get approval from the client. And then we just start stack ranking those based on, you know, are they going to be driving trials? How much traffic can they bring in? And we just build a content pipeline, uh, align our writers, uh, whether this company in particular had an internal team of writers, which was really good because there was a bit of subject matter expertise needed that would have been hard to source for us. Uh, and then basically just cranked through the list and started publishing loads of new feature product page uh, content to start with. That was our number one goal. And then we moved into solutions for all of their personas, like pretty much like SaaS SEO content 101. There's nothing sure. groundbreaking, I don't think, but just scaled that as quickly as we possibly could. Um, and we're publishing to give you an idea around four to five pieces of content a week for them. Um, oh, wow. So four to five pieces. So it was a pretty, pretty aggressive. Uh, it took us about two months to get to that because the first month was real audience keyword research at laying this, the roadmap. Second month, we started on content, but we had to kind of scale the, the writers right. up. And, uh, and we created all the briefs for all the content too. Uh, so that was a lot as well, like 20 odd detailed briefs around all these topics. Are you helping them write as well? Like, do you do you have a team of writers? Are you outsourcing writers? Like, how does that process work? Yeah, so we did have of about those 20 pieces, two of them were blogs uh, to start with. So a very low percentage. And we took on that because it didn't require as much um, of the subject matter expertise. We could keep it, do a research and write a good piece. Uh, but the other 18 or 15 or so, those were internally built uh, because just the product sure. knowledge and things. So, um, yeah, that's. So it sounds like, yeah, I like how you came in and you sort of deprioritized the blog and filtered out all that noise when you were doing like a gap analysis. So you were looking at competitors in the space and seeing at what some like more high intent product focused feature related keywords they were ranking for that yeah. your client was not. And then basically creating services pages, product pages, feature pages around those things. Exactly. Yeah. And then the second step, and we're sort of just getting a bit heavier into this now, is what we did is we took all those same product feature or even just like topical uh, keywords and we put them in a, uh, like a keyword tool again, like Ahrefs or SEMrush, whatever people use. But then we just layer on uh, filters on top of that for keywords like alternative competitor versus and that really gets more of our mid-funnel topics where people are researching competitors. Sure. Uh, so going after all those terms, that's our next wave. And then the other pillar, and I think a lot of people forget about this one, is like 
right now it's not a goal because we're just trying to do all the trial and demo based content more so but down the road what you can do is you can take all those topical keywords and layer on uh, more top funnel modifiers like trends or statistics and things like that because these are going to be your linkable assets it's, yeah. it's really important for newer companies to do this because you know we all know you need links and authority to rank especially for competitive terms but there's only so many links you can build with outreach and things, right? But if you can build these assets or topics on your site that people passively link to, um, you know, they're a goldmine for just building up your, uh, your, your domain authority over time naturally too. So that's kind of our third phase, bit off topic, but just so. Right. Topic. So you really started that <laughs> bottom of funnel phase, product feature related keywords, specifically ones that competitors are ranking for that your client is not. Second phase is going for that, like, comparison keywords, it sounds like, versus alternatives, things like that. That's sort of a phase two. Phase three is more, would you call it more top of funnel? Like the linkable assets yeah. are like, like for example, let me put da uh, Databox in here as an example. So, you know, one of our, one of our high, you know, high intent keywords would be like dashboard reporting. So you're saying the phase three of that could be things like dashboard reporting statistics or things like that, more top of funnel content you're creating that could be linked, right, in other websites, blog posts, and things like that. Yep, exactly. Like one's an example, like this isn't for the same business, but another one that we worked with a while ago was a, a sales software company, and we we did a sales stats piece that we got ranking um, for a pretty high <laughs> volume topic, and that one piece of content accounts for about 30% of their entire site's link profile. <laughs> <laughs> and we've done zero outreach for it. It just ranked for a That's link amazing. topic. That's so, amazing. Right. Yeah. They're, That's a piece of content awesome. you got to stay on top of. <laughs> Update yes, it. Uh, Make sure. I know you've spoken quite a lot too about relaunches. <laughs> that is definitely one that we relaunch fairly. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I bet. So. I bet. <laughs> and those you're always nervous too, to, to do anything to. Like you don't want to change anything. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So... Tell us about the uh, what type of results did you see? So, what, uh, well, first before I do that, how many phases did you actually get? Did you go through all three phases with this client, or are you currently in progress? Currently in progress, still actually uh, working through phase one, oh, okay. uh, the higher intent. Um, we've, but we're just starting now to queue up the uh, the mid funnel stuff because there was just so many opportunities, which. You know, as an SEO, it's it's nice to go into a space yeah. and just be like, wow, there's so much we can do here. Right. Um, so, yeah, just sort of getting through that first phase still, actually. Nice. Yeah. So what, what type of results have you seen so far in terms of, like, improvements to the trial signups? Yeah. So uh, the from the first quarter or three months after getting that first big wave of content live, we've seen about a 70% increase in their uh in their trial signups and honestly can't remember the exact um conversion rate from trial to paid i know it's up um but the trial signups yeah is up about 70 percent which you know the client was pretty stoked about yeah. that to be honest um so that's been it's been pretty successful there so give us an idea like what were ballpark what were they doing before uh in terms of trial signups before you started working with them Yep. So trial signups per month around about 300. 300. Cool. And you've seen a 70% increase directly associated with the work that Vareo has been doing. Directly from new content, purely from organic traffic. Yep. Wow. And how long is that? Do you say a quarter? Yep. Oh, that's, uh, that's, and you, and you, 
increased. So you're doing like five a week too. You said you're publishing like four. It took you a little while to build up to that, but four or yeah. five pieces a week. Exactly. Yeah. So this is like we've been working for this client for a little while. This is basically from, you know, we probably had. 30 new product feature based pages live. So the three months since that went live, not from when we started with them, because obviously, right. you know, ramping up and getting that, but from when all of that was out there in the wild and starting to rank and, um, and, and to the, the really exciting thing about it is in this space, if you, there's like keywords that have like 20, 30,000 searches a month, huge volume potential. And there's only really a few of them that are in those like, top five positions, even top three positions, there's a ton coming up that, uh, when they do eventually rank, like it could be significantly more. So it's just, I use this example because it's, it's a pretty exciting one. <laughs> is there, so. is there a lot of competition in the space? The reason why I ask is because three months to publish all that content and get it ranking for competitive keywords to the point where obviously you're increasing trial signups to that degree. That's, that's pretty impressive. Is there a lot of competition for these keywords? If so, like what's, you know, a, a quarter isn't a lot of time, right? To drive a ton of links to it. What's, what's sort of your, 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 your hack here, your trick for, for getting that content to rank high? Yeah. So, thir- yeah. So basically 90 days from when, um, when this, pe- when all this content was live to going, we did do some fairly aggressive outreach, link building, guest posting, um, that was, you know, another fairly large uh, sure. campaign in itself. Um, but to be honest with you, it's a very competitive, it is a very competitive space, but the content that we were creating, like it sounds cliche, but it was just way better. Uh, the product feature pages were, you know, they were definitely longer, more, uh, in depth than a lot of their competitors were doing. Um, while it is, while it is, uh, competitive, a lot of the competitors that were ranking were doing so purely because they're an aged domain. They've got tons of domain authority, but their product and feature pages are pretty average to say the best, right? right. Pretty thin, like in some cases, two, 300 word pages where you look at it and you're like, how is this even, uh, even working? So we just smashed them with content basically and have been seeing some really good gains. Uh, that way so those legacy pages those pages that rank because there's really just nothing better to challenge them (laughs) exactly and there's actually there's a lot of it in this space um so when we originally looked at it all the domains that we're ranking were like dr you know 60s 70s whereas this particular site is only in the 40s so you know based on that scale it's considerably less but page level not a lot of links weak content so it was gettable yeah right Impressive. That, I mean, that's an impressive turnaround. I imagine this client's going to stick around. <laughs> yeah, we actually uh, we actually just had a meeting, and we're uh, we're actually going to scale up our engagement even more heading into uh, into this next quarter. So not a surprise. Uh, yeah, that's good. <laughs> <laughs> Robbie, this was great, man. Thanks so much for coming on and and uh, sharing the the nuts and bolts there for 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 putting together that kind of strategy. Love the phased approach, and one that I'm I'm probably going to kind of a steal and adopt that data box that makes a lot of sense so thank you so much for coming on and sharing all this info yeah no worries thanks a lot for having me
Thanks so much for listening. If you found this episode valuable, check out our other episodes or subscribe to get new ones. If you want to support the show, we'd love for you to leave a review or share it with someone. And if you want a tool to help you track and improve your business performance, try Databox free at databox.com.